You're listening to the National College Lacrosse League's weekly podcast with your host, Paul Woody, and NCLL President Jamie McNeely. Find us on the web at nclax.com. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the NCLL podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Paul Woody. This is our weekly podcast, the week of February 28th. Wow, it is the last week of February already. And uh, the season is really, really starting to ramp up. People are starting to get lots of games in. Uh, just looking here on Lax Bites, uh, for example, on the D2 side, everybody, the top 33 teams listed, at least have one game in. So uh, the season is underway. I'll be joined here in a second by NCL President Jamie McNeely. We'll talk about the polls or the rankings uh, from last week, D1 and D2, some of the games and stuff that we saw last week, some of the events going on, and what's taking place this week. Um, but just wanted to real quickly, if you haven't had a chance listening to uh, our last week's podcast, we uh, we sent it out kind of late at night, uh, but it's a great podcast. Uh, we had Greg Keneally joining us from East Coast Eyes. Uh, if you get a chance to take a listen to that, definitely do it, especially for some of you young business majors about to come out of college. Greg really breaks it down how he and his brother – uh, we're able to get that uh, company started basically from nothing, from him and his brother working in the kitchen, dyeing sticks, to now they have a 6,000-square-foot facility in Towson, Maryland, and they got 40 employees, and they're the number one stick seller uh, in the retail market in terms of, like, um, Dick Sporting Goods across the country. It is a great story. Greg is a great guy. He's been out to a lot of NCL games, and he'll be out to some more uh, with his video production company. Uh, we'll be seeing him at the Beltway Bash, and I'm sure all you're all familiar with his mesh and his equipment. So give that a listen if you can. Uh, that's up on our main page, and you can find all of our podcasts on Apple po- Apple Podcast uh, and Audio Boom. And of course, we post them all up on our website. All right, so moving on to uh, the rankings in last week. So let's bring on uh, NCLL President. Uh, Jamie McNeely, uh, from what I understand, he's pulled over on the side of the highway heading north. Uh, it is Friday evening, and uh, there's some action this weekend. Jamie will be attending. So, Jamie, you out there? Oh, yeah. Yep. From downtown, lovely Chestertown, Maryland. Oh, so you're – okay. So uh, you're you're in a safe place. You're not literally, like, on a shoulder on an interstate with cars zipping by you right now. No, I'm on a great pizzeria parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> before Before I hit the Philadelphia traffic in a couple hours. So where, so where are you in route to right now? So I'm going to go up and watch um, Lehigh at Westchester. Gotcha. So, uh, and that's the best way to go. You're heading north up the eastern shore to Philly and then over to Westchester? Yeah, so yeah, pretty much by going north 301, it cuts down on all the Baltimore traffic. Oh, so you, it, avoid, you avoid the bridge. You avoid 95. Yeah, because you, you would get – Right, yep. the tunnels. Yeah, so yep. – it's about one third the cost, so I, I'm always budget conscious. Yes, yes, the NCLL is definitely budget conscious. So, <laughs> so hey, let's just go back real quick and review. Um, we had our first season weekly poll or rank. I keep calling them polls. Rankings come out last week, um, other than our uh, preseason rankings, and there were some mix-ups and a lot of changes. Let's start with Division Two. Most teams in D two have had a game or two uh, underneath their belts, um, so. In terms of the top five, the top 10, and, and for D2, we go top 25. Uh, what were some of the big impact things that you saw um, in terms of the D2 games that got started? Well, I mean, I think from when we had the preseason to when the rankings first came out for the first week, you know, you had obviously Gannon beating IUP and then Duquesne beating Akron. Oh, yeah, um, this, is our, this is our second week. Wow. What, it, 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 is yeah, going, yeah. it is going fast. Yeah. 
But this is so, our, this is our first week when everyone seems to have gotten a game, and I think the first season po- uh, ranking that came out, maybe four or five teams had a game or two. But this is the first week I think we've seen some real real big shakeups. So we did have the Gannon shakeup in week one, um, right? And now, right. yeah, some things have changed since then. Right. You're and right. You're obviously, right. obviously, Kentucky having a you know you got Mississippi State doing well, Kentucky doing well, you know, but so early that you know those one games like let's you know when Gannon beat IUP. Should should IUP really been fifth? But then now that Bloomsburg beat them by one and IUP beat Akron, so it's kind of shifting where, you know, you're starting to see a, a team's a team's real ranking after three or four games. Right. So with that win, Bloomsburg bumps up to twelfth. Um, IUP lands in at thirteen. You mentioned Kentucky; they cracked the top five. Uh, they're looking strong right now. And Kentucky, you mentioned the Wildcats. Um, I think so. They're three and zero. Oh. They've gotten three games in. Um, and we did just post an article uh, up on our main page um, that uh, they fought off a pretty good uh, Tennessee Chattanooga squad. They had gotten a big lead on them. And then uh, Chattanooga with a slight comeback there in the third and fourth quarter, but Kentucky held them off 12-8. And then Kentucky uh, beats interstate crosstown rival uh, Louisville 12-3. And they also had a, uh, a, a victory earlier in the season over DePaul. What's the story with DePaul uh, being on Kentucky's schedule? Well, out in the Midwest, there's much more of a conglomeration of MCLA teams and, and nickel teams. So they'll, they'll, they'll do, you know, they'll do a crossover, just like Mississippi State went to Tennessee. Um, you have the DePaul. Uh, I think Southeast Louisiana was also the first game for Mississippi State. So it's easier. There's a lot stronger relationships, especially for costs and for travel. Um, versus the East Coast, pretty much everyone's dominated sure. geographically. There's not a lot of MCLA teams out here. And I know our teams do try to play them, but you know, the way that they've configured their schedule, you know, those, those teams like a temple, that's their first year. They're on the road almost every weekend. Right. Right. If, if they're obviously not hosting, but um, so out in the Midwest, you see more of that crossover, that brotherhood of lacrosse. Right. And it, and it was good for Kentucky because it got them a win. They won kind of convincingly nine, five. So they're off to a great start. Um, what else? Any other big changes in the, the top 25? Um, I, I know that, York College came in, um, as well as VCU. I was, I was fortunate to be at both those, those campuses last weekend. One was on Saturday. It was VCU, and they were hosting Radford uh, and George Mason. And then uh, York was hosting um, PSU Burks, as well as Millersville. So both those squads, they, they definitely have a high ceiling. So they're off to good starts. And I see Akron <laughs> dropping all the way down to 25th. Oh, they've, they've only had, I believe, one game. Is that correct? Um. So they lost to IUP. No, and they too, lost, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they also do game. So, you know, Akron over the past five years has been a top 20 team, top 10 team. But it's just so early in the year that you kind of yep. have to go by what you know. And they'll they'll probably start to creep up. But, you know, in the Midwest, they're going to be a dogfight with Toledo, Kent State. Um, it's pretty tough. Exactly. And Mississippi State, like you mentioned earlier, the, they've cracked the top 20. They're coming in at uh, 18th. In this week's uh, Rebel Sports media poll, and um, if you get a chance, uh, we have a new staff writer on the uh, staff here at the NCLL, uh, Bob. It's Huff, right? Correct. Hoke. 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 Yeah, I would say Huff, but it's I Hoke. say Huff. It's spelled yeah. Huff. Um, yeah, we got to talk to Bob about that. I might just spell that H O C K from now on on the blog. But yeah, he got a hold of um, Miss, uh, Mississippi State's head coach, and when I believe his name Jake Gabriel. 
the great start they've had, and uh, they're really excited about what's going on. And um, Mississippi State cracking the top top eighteen, and they're off to a fast start. And they've they've played a lot of games. I think they've played. God, I want to say at least five. Yeah, Mississippi State with four and one record. They've got four games already, and yeah, uh, and they amazing. play. Yeah, they play uh, an MC. They play Alabama from the MCLA this weekend on the 29th. So really looking forward to see how they do against them. That'll be exciting for them. It'd be great to see them off to a five and one start. But yeah, they beat Morehouse pretty solidly. They beat uh, University of uh, Alabama Birmingham 12-2. Uh, they did lose to uh, Tennessee in the MCLA. 11 to five, but they were really pleased with the way their defense held there for a while. And of course they beat uh, the mocks of uh, UTC. Uh, and then they got an opening win over S E L U. Who would that be? Jamie Southeastern Louisiana. Oh yeah. I guess yeah. that is what that stands for. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's what you, you typically find though, the, the deep South schools and Midwest South schools, the weather is so much better that by the time yeah. our, our empire, our, our New England conference teams have their first or second game. They've got five, six, seven games underneath the belt in the South. Yeah, Mississippi State was able to start in January. Their first game was the 25th. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're already five games in. And, guys, if you, you hear me reading off these scores, all this information is up on LaxBytes. Uh, LaxBytes.com is taking the place of um, what was it called, Lax Power, Jamie, that went out of business. Yep. So yep. all of our scores, the schedules um, are, are up on there. You can see what everybody's doing. Of course, go to our homepage for all of our rankings. So, you want to switch gears and talk D one? Sure. Um, you know, the founders of Laxpower are actually the founders now of Laxbyte. So, it's the same people behind the scenes, just a different configuration. And I know they're working on some of our algorithms from the information they have. So, it shouldn't be too far out of whack um, in the second second week of the rankings. It is greatly improved at this time this year than it was this time last year. Um, yeah. I, the information is going up much, much quicker. Um, they've changed the format. They've changed the way it looks. It's much easier to read. Uh, you can break it down by D1, D2, or just everybody. They list all the teams in the different conferences. So you can quickly find a team you're looking for. And then it gives you an overall snapshot of what all the scores are. But I really like how they broke it down by conference. Um, and then just clicking on the only thing that's a little odd to look at is some of the way they list the scores when they do the individual team games um, inside a conference. But it, yeah, it's, it's slowly getting back to that point where um, I can go in there every day or anytime I'm looking to update something and it's the information is there. So yeah, big, big, big improvement. Um, guys. Um, so this past weekend in, in the Chesapeake conference, uh, division one got underway, um, as Loyola traveled to the United States Naval Academy. Um, there was a little, not a scary situation, but, uh, you, you may know that the varsity, the Naval Academy varsity team canceled all their game or canceled their game against Maryland the weekend, uh, this past weekend, because everyone on the team was sick. Now, I do know that the NCLL club team had, um, I think Connor Young was sick, and he missed the game with Loyola. But Loyola and Navy did get the game in. Um, it was Friday night. It was 30. So big win to start the season uh, for Navy going right into Chesapeake Conference play. Loyola then turns right around the next day um, and hosts Towson and Morgan State. Um, and Towson came in. Jamie, they must have 60 guys on their team. Huge team. Loyola's got a pretty decent-sized team, too. Um, and that game was at one o'clock. Towson came out firing. 
aggressive. Towson's starting six midfielders are huge. He's very tall, very big, broad-shouldered, athletic midfielders. Um, they have some scrappy young attackmen. Uh, they have a freshman attackman from Severna Park, who was one of the top attackmen um, in Anne Arundel County last year. Guy had something like 69 assists um, for Severna Park last season. So Towson looks fairly loaded. And uh, Loyola had the jitters. They, they had problems with clearing, just basic, just getting the ball around the horn. A lot of un, uh, unforced errors. Are you getting carjacked? <laughs> All my notes just went flying. No, I'm good. I'm perfect. That's yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah. So, Towson looked strong. Uh, Loyola kind of settled down by halftime and then played very, very well, but still not good enough to come back. Towson gets that win. Um, later on in the afternoon, uh, Loyola did defeat Morgan State. So, Loyola ends the, uh, the weekend with a 1-2 and two record. Towson is now 1-0. Navy is 1-0. So things are um, – there's no Maryland this year. They, they are not uh, participating this season. So up for grabs, um, that, that, that whole division, um, it, it kind of leaves an opening there. So still plenty of time for Loyola to get back into it. Um, but rough start for the Greyhounds this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's great for them to start. You know, we're always big believers and you always play your best teams early to see – you know, how good you are to go, to go on from there. So well, it's also, they, they that, definitely went for that. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's either a, a brilliant strategy because it's cold. Navy and Towson haven't been out much. And I know, uh, I know Loyola gets to practice inside that maybe they're thinking, no, we can get these games over early. We might be able to catch them, you know, on the downside, not looking like mid season form Navy and Towson are one in three. So that's a tough way to start your um, Towson just they they just came out firing so and and that's the thing so that's the catch twenty two so you play them early in the season maybe you can catch them you know before they really hit stride but if you don't all of a sudden you're already down two games in conference so um, little ways for the Greyhounds to come back <laughs> so that's that's actually interesting because when I was the head coach at Severn we would take our team down to Florida for the the winter and we come back and open up with Landon with the same philosophy because we we were able to you know have a full field condition really get into the field work and we knew the teams in the northeast probably couldn't get outside right so so that, that is a brilliant strategy if it works out for them right but now kids play year round so who you know landon <laughs> those landing kids now that was before box lacrosse yes right. are playing correct <laughs> correct they played all winter in an indoor league yeah and everyone's up yeah so but i do know that the greyhounds do get to use an indoor facility i don't know what towson and navy does um so, but it was a good game. Once, once Navy settled down, uh, they had a pretty good showing, but I think the same thing happened with them against uh, Navy. They, they had one bad half. They played great the second half, but it was too little too late and um, impressive win for Navy, not having their top scorer and um, NCL D one player from last year, Connor Young due to illness. And they still put 12, 12 goals on the board. Um, anything else happening in D1? Let's go to the D1 rankings. Yes, yeah, so, well, yeah, we briefly talked about that a couple minutes ago. Off, um, you know, you had, you had Fordham playing Fairfield going to overtime, and Fordham, um, took the win nine to eight over the Stags. And the Stags were, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, were at the national tournament last year, correct? And they did, and they did really, really well. So that's kind of an eye shocker to, because Fordham has not been to the national tournament for quite some time. So that, you know, that's obviously it's great to see for competitiveness. Um, and we're, we're going to see if they can continue that on. Um, yeah, Fairfield did have a great year last year. They made it to the Elite Eight, losing to uh, the University of Virginia. 
um, which was a fantastic game, one of the better games. Of, or actually, it may have been the 16 earlier in the morning. Um, but, yeah, they had a, a great season last year. Uh, only I think only losing to Providence, I think, before the tournament. And that was a one-goaler, maybe? Yep. Yeah, they yep. were really Or really vice versa, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so look at Fordham coming out. And uh, so Fordham starts the year off. They're 1-0. We have them ranked, I think, we have them seventh, seventh uh, right above Virginia. Uh, we have Vermont in it fifth. Um, which is good to see. Always like the Catamounts. They they're well traveled. Um, always making it down to Maryland. Um, uh, but they haven't played yet. Is that correct? Right. They have, they have not stepped on the field yet officially. Yeah. They they start this weekend. They have a double header um, against Providence and then against uh, UMass Club A. So pretty yeah, that, big weekend. That, yeah, that's a huge weekend for them. And I feel bad because um, Fairfield was supposed to go to Stony Brook to play Hofstra. Stony Brook uh, can't can't host them, but that would have been another great matchup in terms of Hofstra. I think they're 10-time defending champions for New York Metro. Fairfield coming off their loss at home. Um, so, but that, that game, obviously those games will be rescheduled. Was that a weather situation? I think so, but it also could have been just something internally with the varsity teams, but I'm not sure. Oh, oh okay. But I, I do know there has been some weather cancellations. I know uh, Niagara is not going to Ithaca. Um, I guess that area's going to get hit hard, pretty pretty hard with snow on Saturday. Um, so we're going to have to see how the, how those Sundays, those Sunday games go. We've been really lucky or unlucky, depending on what your bent is down here in the Maryland area. We had one one little bit of snow back in November, uh, just a dusting, and really nothing since. Um, and it's supposed to be unseasonally be unseasonal, unseasonally uh, warm this weekend, and then the weather outlook for next week is all fifties and sixties. So uh, game on down here in this area, unfortunately, for the upper New York area. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're expecting some bad weather and some snow. Uh, anything else that you wanted to touch on in terms of D1, Vermont. D2 rankings or what's coming up this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah, so I know uh, last week also, I, I would hate uh, to forget it, you know, Providence went to UMass um, and beat them 14 to 12, if, if I have that one right as well. Um, but that was, I think that was a 14 versus 15 but it was good to see again how close it was. Um, and th- there's just a, a ton of Division two teams versus Division one teams this weekend. So, yeah, yeah that's, that score was 9-7. Um, Providence taking it by two. Yeah, that would have been a great game to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so for them to play Vermont, I mean, we're, we're going to see who the, the king of the New England Conference is this weekend. And Virginia's off to a 2 nothing or, uh, yeah, 2-0 start. Uh, they had – <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah. You might be safer uh, just driving on this podcast instead of whatever parking lot you're in. So going back, yeah, Virginia starts 2-0, and um, and they've defeated both their opponents by a combined score of 20 to nothing. So the Cavaliers haven't surrendered a goal yet this year. Um, they've uh, defeated Old Dominion 12 nothing, and then they defeated Lynchburg 8 um, nothing, and that was all on the same day. Um, but they have a – they have a month off. They don't play again until March 21st uh, when they play William and Mary um, and then JMU Towson. So really only one game between now and the 28th of March um, to get them ready for a Chesapeake conference play. So unfortunately not a lot of teams on uh, UVA schedule, but off to a great start. Definitely off to a great start. Um, yeah, and, and obviously their, their game versus JMU will be at that one. That's one of the, the best games you know in the entire league every year. So that's always fun. Penn is off to a good start too. They started three and one. Um, they defeated Drexel, Lehigh, 
they did lose to Rutgers, uh, but then they came back and defeated St. Joe uh, on the 23rd, 8-2. to And they'll be at – is that the Westchester you're covering? No, so they actually play they'll, – they'll host Westchester on Sunday. Oh, that's Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so that's going to be – I mean, I'll, I'll be up at UMass uh, for Maine and Bryant, but that, that was one of our top games to be at. Um, you know, Division Two team ranked number two with Westchester – Penn ranked number 18th in Division One. It's going to be like flipping a coin. So where, give me your whole weekend again. So tonight it's Westchester. Right. Lehigh at Westchester. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to head down to James Madison tomorrow, but North Carolina, who's an independent this year, couldn't make couldn't it. Couldn't make it. Okay. And I was then going to switch around and go to Niagara at Ithaca, but that got canceled because of weather. So now tomorrow I'll just be watching scores via Twitter and Instagram and, and catching up that way. But then Sunday I'll be going up to UMass, and they're hosting a round robin with Maine and Bryant in Division Two. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and so and then I think I can make it to UMass Lowell at Merrimack. That's at six p.m. Sunday. So I'm going to try to hit both campuses on Sunday. Amazing, amazing. How many miles? You, how many miles you plan to put on the your, uh, truck this year? <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> a lot of oil changes once a month. And uh, we have uh, we have some people sneaking in on the uh, on the RIT games on Sunday. Is that correct? Yep, we'll have coverage there. Uh, that's at Cortland Oswego. Oswego is going to be there. Um, you know, we'll have like four or five different people out throughout the the country covering different games. Great stuff, and we'll be bringing that all that information to you on our website. Um, and we'll get together next week and discuss all the wins, losses, and uh, changes in rankings on the podcast and then on uh, Instagram and Jamie is always on Twitter. So pretty good stuff, man. It's really, really starting to, uh, to come together. Teams are starting to get on the field a couple more weeks and uh, we'll be talking uh, conference tournaments and uh, championships. Any update on the championship location? So right now it's 99% at Navy, May 2nd and 3rd. Um, just the way they work with the superintendent there, the paperwork's always turning at the very end. Right. Um, but over the four times they've, they've held it over the past 15 years, it's always been approved. So we expect that to be, to be a go for those two dates. Okay. Um, you know, obviously with the coronavirus and the, the panic that's affecting all schools, you know, if we have to push back those dates, we can as well. We don't anticipate doing so, but uh, we're monitoring that as well as, as well as the rest of the country, obviously. Gotcha. So what about um, what I'm seeing a lot on Instagram, James, a lot of teams or on their, their Twitter uh, saying, hey, so-and-so backed up. I need a team. What's the best strategy for a, for a club that's had another team drop out to uh, get another opponent to step up and uh, fill that void? What should they be doing? Are they doing it right? Or is there a single source? Should they be coming to you? Should we be broadcasting that? What's what's the best way to get to, uh, to to fix that for some of these teams that have people canceling on? I mean, as much as we you know, hate to keep posting it, Twitter probably is the best way in terms of instantaneous communication because how many teams we follow and how many teams follow us. You know, like I do notice that Delaware is posting every day. They have three or four dates that they're willing to play a game, but just can't find an opponent. Um, it, it's almost becoming it's so rare. To find someone that randomly has a weekend right. that they can play, because teams are so much more organized in terms of you know they know when their spring breaks are and they know when they can travel or host. Um, so when a team does drop out, it's almost you, you do lose that day. Gotcha. Um, whereas before, I had to use the term back in the day, but back in the day you could pick up some games. But now teams are really playing eight, ten, fifteen games, 
and they can't just say, oh, I can make like a, a Towson could never get, go down to, to GMU on the, the drop of a hat, which is hard. Right, right. And pe- some teams have traveling budgets and you never know if that's maxed out or just, you know, a random weekend where they don't have a game. People, you know, people break out. People have make plans, uh, you know, because they have free time. So, yeah, that must be difficult. But reach out to us uh, if you have trouble filling a void. Reach out to Jamie or myself through any of our social media contacts or email us. Um, and we'll spread the word out um, through our channels to try to get that filled for you. So, all right, man. And, and I, well, I think you've hit a good point because that's that's one thing that – that's why we never fly anywhere. We drive all the time <laughs> just, just because, you know, you can't change those flights and you don't want to spend money if teams back out. So – when we look at our social media calendar of where we're going, you know, we throw that into, into play in terms of what teams we know are always going to make it. Right. You know, when they say we're going to play February 29th or March 1st, that no matter what, even with the snow coming in, they're down to getting that game in. So right. that just helps teams get covered. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think we kind of covered most of what we want to discuss. Keep keeping it a little short this week, past couple of weekend podcast went, a little long as we had guests on, but uh, today it's just the two of us. So anything else? Uh, did we miss anything? I don't think so. Uh, one thing, and I, I couldn't figure out how to say it ironically or make it funny. So I'll just make it like when we had Bobby Audley on and then um, Greg last week, uh-huh. you know, they're great people in lacrosse world. That's why we have them on. So there's no, you know, there's no endorsements or sponsorships or money. It's just great guys that we know are coming up through the ranks and have done a great job leading their industry that we want to expose our league to and our, our college students to. So, you know, we're always willing to take feedback too. that. If there's that, if there's someone out there that you think Paul should have on his podcast, feel free to let us know. Yeah. And that, that goes to everybody out there listening. You got an interesting story or you're having a good year or you're having a down year or something you want to get off your chest, or you just want to talk about, you know, college life in the ncll um yeah we, we, we new teams we like to have uh presidents or representatives from the new teams come on and discuss their program and the things they're, they're you know they're doing and how we're expanding the ncll so yeah guys give us the feedback um and any any ideas you have whether we can come out to you or get you on the phone um we definitely will bring you on a podcast um we 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 started the year out early this year with the podcast we usually don't start till about now it's usually when we would have our first um and we're already up to our fourth podcast for the year so yeah that's why we were having some additional people on um we were going to have the head coach of mississippi state on but instead we reached out to him and and did an over-the-phone interview and wrote an article about it so that's how that that's how that played out there so but yeah absolutely keep in touch with us guys keep sending us any of your ideas Keep sending in your scores uh, to the scores uh, website, scores at nclax.com. Um, if you have stat sheets, it was fantastic. The guys at Loyola had a guy on the sideline taking stats, and he was able to send me stats and names um, of everything that happened. Um, we had all sorts of info on that. Um, we always talk about you know, trying to do – I know in the past you've been able to do players of the year and things of that nature. If we don't have that information, um, it, we can't – you know pull that together it's difficult sometimes we can do player of the year but we can't do it like an all-american team just because we can't our arms don't stretch that far i know jamie's gonna drive 600 miles every weekend um but still it's really difficult so send us that information so we can kind of keep track of it um we did a national tournament team last year and that was easy because we were there we had eyes on the field um every we had a bunch of different uh Particip- or people in the NCLL watching the games, keeping notes. We know who were scoring the goals, who was making the saves, who was winning face-offs, what defenses were doing what. So if you've got that information, uh, send it in to us. 
uh, it really helps us develop our social media platforms and gets our information out on the website. So, all right, Jane, get out of that parking lot, get back on the road. Um, watch out for that Philadelphia traffic and uh, say hi to the guys at Westchester and Lehigh tonight. And yeah, have a good I time think, and just be, be, be careful. I, I got three and a half hours. I think I'll definitely make the hour drive in time, but it's going to be close <laughs> with that traffic on 95. So we'll see. Yeah. Don't, don't stop at Starbucks and sit at Starbucks for, uh, for 45 minutes. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, guys. Well, that's, uh, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Uh, you are listening to the National College Lacrosse League's weekly web at nclax.com, at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can hear all of our podcasts on Apple, Apple Podcasts or Audio Boom. All right, man. We'll have a great week. Good luck to everybody this weekend in their games. Stay safe up north. Stay warm with all the snow. And we will catch up to you next week. Take care.